You're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Meh. I know Gorilla smarter than them. And action! All right, well, welcome to our show. This is going to be excellent today. Uh, we got a special guest, but first, my name is Kyle. This is James. And to meet our guest today, we have the lovely Andrea with us. Say hi, Andrea. Hello. <laughs> Excellent. So we are going to be talking about uh, a specific uh, genre of films today that I think we will have a good time discussing. And uh, and James, <laughs> what is this coveted genre that we're going to be talking about today? You're going to make me say it? I am going to make you say it. Oh, fuck. Uh, we're talking about romantic comedies, a.k.a. rom-coms. The rom-com. <laughs> I love them. Man. I love them. <laughs> That's a lie, because I can see your face. Yeah, let's just keep going. So we're talking about the rom-com today. A lot of strong feelings about the rom-com, but let's go around and just, you know, we'll just talk frankly about it. So James, your feelings on the rom-com, I think we've telegraphed it a little bit, but... Yeah, I jumped the gun. I I don't like them. I hate them. (laughs) I find them to be very cliched, silly, immature, part of the overall dumbing down of the population. Um, (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. The um, the stereotypes, the gender roles that are just milked for every last goofy laugh, and the women are portrayed as weak and silly, and the men uh, just all right. I'm done. I hate them. I hate them with all of my fucking guts. Interesting. I know you want to say something, so follow <laughs> this up. Um, I suppose I am the female perspective on this. Uh, my ideas of rom coms are, I don't like them generally. No, okay. Generally, I don't. I don't like them. I think they can be good sometimes. It depends. I feel like rom coms that are written by men are much different than rom coms written by women. Uh, I agree with you about the gender roles and. Thank you. Ugh, it's, it's <laughs> Yeah, silly stereotypes and gives a false idea of love to the masses. Mm, yes. And really yes. delusions young girls. Oh. <laughs> so. And we've hit our, our probably our main topic for today, but I feel kind of similar to what you said. I, I definitely have found some that I enjoy watching from a, a critical standpoint. There's good movies made in this genre, but mm-hmm. it seems like the majority are cranked out. Uh, I want to call them date bait for people that are <laughs> going to the cinema to encounter these movies with our beautiful Hollywood actors and actresses up on screen so we can ogle at how beautiful they are. That seems like what it all just boils down to. To sell tickets. So That's yeah. interesting Yeah, uh, you bring up about dates. Why do people go see those movies on dates? Are they trying to create an emotion between the two people yeah. that isn't there? Right. But the film is projecting on them? Yeah. Where they just, yeah, they want it so bad. So they just have to go see the movie. Yeah, interesting. So, so before... <laughs> before no, that no, that makes perfect sense. So before we go any further, uh, we've talked a little bit about ourselves on the show before. But uh, Andrea, just give us a little bit of background uh, of where you're from. And, uh, and I don't know, just a little bit about you. We something. call this the Why Should We Listen to You part of the podcast. <laughs> no, so, really, right? Where, where are you from and what? Uh, any education you have, any background on any of that kind of stuff? What do you feel like sharing? Okay, I grew up from Southern California. Excellent. Uh, I do have a college degree. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay. Question? Um, no. 
It's real. And <laughs> I spent the last five years working with uh, two gorillas in a private research facility, one of which was the famous Coco Sign Language Gorilla. The Sign Language Gorilla. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I just get right to the point of what everyone <laughs> wants to hear me talk about. <laughs> Could you talk to it? Did you know any signing with the gorilla? I don't know um, how it works. Well, to be fair, uh, I did do a little bit of signing, but Coco understands spoken English, oh, so I just talked to her. Awesome. Isn't that incredible? That's and amazing. she would sign back or so, ignore me. So more importantly, did Coco understand the fundamental uh, tropes of a romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... It's ingrained in all primates from the ground <laughs> up. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Well... To be fair, you know, we wouldn't allow her to watch violent films. We're afraid of maybe a Planet of the Apes aspect happening. Oh, or uh, even slapstick comedy we wouldn't show her because we didn't want her tripping anybody or hitting anyone for a laugh <laughs> or things like that. Um, things you don't have to think about in yeah, your daily but... <laughs> work days. <laughs> so, but the people who, I don't want to say owned her, but ultimately, you are know. Are responsible for her. Are responsible for her, thank you. Uh, they definitely made the decision that she should watch rom-coms or romantic comedy. Interesting. To be wow. fair, to be fair, she wasn't interested in animated films, say like romantic Disney movies she oh. didn't have any interest in. So the actual human characters she seemed to identify with, which m makes sense since she was raised by humans since one years, one years old. So Did Coco ever watch Gorillas in the Mist? No, no. Did Coco ever Free watch Willy? Congo? No, to be fair, actually... <laughs> oh, <Kyle. laughs> Just go right for it. <laughs> you know, he was on the or board... Or the new Planet of the Apes film. Those no, are good, though. Nothing violent. Congo nothing sucked. Violent. Yeah. Congo yeah, sucked. Congo wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. No? It wasn't. Well, moving... But that character yeah. is based on Coco because uh, Michael Crichton, right? Yeah. Right. He was on our board, so he Ooh. was influenced. Good he books. met Coco. Small world. You read the book? I did read the book. Yeah, yeah but we're not about books on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> about visual visual arts here save it some manner yeah we'll talk about maybe books one day but no. go, going back to what you said about coco and the um didn't like the classic disney rom-coms and stuff that leads us into a good topic here about what makes up a rom-com what what is a rom-com so let's kind of define this genre some elements that go into it and looking at those disney movies i think we've seen in the past a lot of the trend being on those very stereotyped princess characters that need to be rescued by some hulking man to save them and bring them to their full potential which is of course some very dated uh aspects to the whole idea but uh, james what goes into a, a rom-com what do you see typically typically what i see is i i can't even think straight i, I can't analyze them very well i'm probably the last person you want to ask this question but nope nope go to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> All, all, uh, the, the, my mind immediately drifts to the, the the end of the movie. The end of the movie is always the same, where the guy finally comes to the realization that he wants her, but the girl has been insulted, and so the girl's fleeing. The guy's going after her. It's the, I, I think they call it like the taxi cab scene of any rom com, right? Uh, like, no, but wait, come back, Arr! just as the taxi's pulling away, and he looks like a fucking douchebag idiot for having <laughs> let her go, and she's crying, wondering if she made the right decision. And you just know that in a half hour, they, after they go their separate ways and talk to whoever they have to talk to, some wise person will sit them down on a mm. rock in the middle of a park or something. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? How could you let her go? Oh, what did you do? Don't you see he's great? Ah! You know? And then they get back together. That, that's 
far from academic breakdown. Somebody help me out here. James, James's view appears to be pretty set in stone there. So <laughs> what about you? Uh, I guess I can pick up the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which How about from the beginning? Fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, help me, please. Two complete strangers, of course. Yes. Mm. Sometimes they know each other. Sometimes they're complete enemies, sometimes mm. in the workspace. Mm -hmm. um, people who don't get along. And then one crazy night... Something happens in which they relate on something very minuscule, like they both like rice, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, she's like, wow, he's not so bad. And he's like, wow, she's not such a bitch. And then, oh, I didn't say. They, <laughs> sorry, and then they start dating, but of course, there's still, con there's still some conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Which leads to some fight. Because he likes soy sauce on his rice. <laughs> right? He which, likes sriracha. Yeah. Which so leads, might not going to work. <laughs> leads to work. the problem, which pretty much backs up to what James is saying. Leads to a problem. There's a big fight. Mm. They learn to compromise and just have, you know, condiments on the side <laughs> <laughs> with their rice. And, yes, they talk to a wise person about that. You just need to compromise. You just need to grow. One person usually has to change one single thing about them. They're not mm, a fully dimensional yes. individual that has a backstory. You know, that's can I can I piggyback? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of that one minuscule change that needs to happen, that's another that's a trope that, you know, because you said it, I can identify in these movies. It's usually the tiniest little misunderstanding, you know? In some key conversation, if he had just said that when she you know, like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's always like one tiny little detail. A horrible that... miscommunication that exactly. does not seem feasible. Exactly. In yeah, the completely world. a completely explainable reason <laughs> just gets yeah. talked around instead of just going right at it. Oh, yeah. is that it? Is that it? You you had to pick up ice cream for the evening? Okay, like right. All right, yeah. all right I'll, yeah. I'll see you later. Bye, honey. <laughs> I still love you too. <laughs> okay, so so on top of what you guys are saying, I'll play devil's advocate for yeah. here for a moment. We need more here. I see uh, definitely everything that you guys have said is, is totally valid here. But I think that the goal when some people are trying to put this together is that they do feel like they are maybe a little bit lost and maybe they want to meet somebody who's like them in some way or they just hope that that's going to happen for them. And I see that the people that are making this or the, the ideas behind the story is that like everybody can find some special somebody and it might happen and it, you know things can come together and be good for two people that maybe didn't have a lot going for them or it was like a random circumstance you can find love anywhere and they're trying to bring a, a like feel good aspect to it but i think what happens in trying <laughs> to present that is we pile on all of the garbage that you guys have talked about the already. crazy friend is another one right oh, the, the cliches just on top of cliches on top of cliches till there's no substance to the movie and there's no heart maybe in it left that people originally tried to put into it so i think we pretty much squarely defined a rom-com here so <laughs> thorough <laughs> thorough thorough explanation of this genre boy meets it's always boy meets girl until very recently where we do have some branching out upon our romantic comedy scene. Right. Yeah, no but, you know, we've got these uh, two lovers and you know, all the stuff you guys mentioned, all the crap that goes on. Miscommunication being a very high topic on that list. So The parents are always in there somehow as cliched, overbearing, or <laughs> goofy comic relief. I'm going to take you to meet my parents. I remember, thanks to some really shitty rom-coms, thinking, oh my god, the minute I have to meet my first ever girlfriend's parents is going to be this nightmare. And, you know, like... <laughs> Right. Because that's the way it is. Like there, uh -huh. there's gonna be some huge character flaw. The dad's gonna be a complete cocksucker. The mom's gonna be an overwhelming, <laughs> overwhelming like hag or whatever it is. 
This is not <laughs> really intense. <laughs> yes, but that's what this it is. This is not it's the really, case. It's really this intense. This is not in the, the case. We're, we're taught these ridiculous like stereotypes, like key step. You're gonna meet the parents. Are you uh, nervous? You know what? No. Uh-huh. They have human beings. Like mm-hmm. chances are, they're not going to be these wild caricatures yeah. of human beings. And they're going to hate you unless yeah. you win it's their affection. Dad has <laughs> shotgun. Where do you think I keep the shovel? Where do you think it happened to the last boyfriend ditching, laying in a fucking ditch? Come so on. I'm, I'm seeing oh, something on. else here. So James, what are some of the scenarios in which you have seen rom coms? Do they do they ring home any of these cliches? Are they usually romantic encounters with people are you watching these movies or when do you typically see a rom-com i never yeah i (laughs) the only time i see rom-coms is when i'm dragged against my will to go see them i i I don't think i would ever voluntarily sit down and say oh it's time to watch serendipity you know or oh it's a terrible film (laughs) (laughs) exactly and so it's completely against my will it's it's always uh, a mild form of uh, torture to me. Okay, so and Andrea, I, where where do you see him typically? Um, Under what circumstances? Okay, so I saw a large amount of rom coms with Coco. With Coco the gorilla. So this might not be the norm, typical norm for people watching no. their rom coms. Does Coco gorilla. talk throughout the movie? <laughs> Oh, no. No, she doesn't. Right, she right, signs, right. remember? So. Well, you know. But before that, I mean, it was in college, right? Mm-hmm. Girlfriends yeah. want to see that. Or before that, you know, my mom likes to watch, like, the really old ones. Yeah. Like, the Doris Day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's some really, really classic stuff out there that we do see some that gender stereotyping in, but some some good movies. How about you, Kyle? Wonder what so, circumstances, Yeah, huh? so, I don't know. I could say every circumstance, almost. I've been dragged to them before. Uh, I've, I've seen them voluntarily with people. I've taken somebody to go see it because I thought it looked good. That was a Silver Linings playbook. That paid off. I liked that movie. Um, so, yeah, I've even watched one by myself alone, so I'm not ashamed. Oh, my God. I'm not ashamed. It was a bad oh. day. I wanted to pick me up, James. Exactly. <laughs> it was a bad day. I wanted to know that love was real. Next time, call, next time call me up, we'll go to the batting cage. Okay, that sounds good. We'll swing baseball bats, and yeah. that'll make you feel good. Because we have to do masculine things. I've... James Ooga, just, yeah, Ooga, we'll swing Ooga, bats. Swing bats. Thump our chests like the gorillas. It's open hand. Ooh. Oh, open hand. There we go. All right. I've never seen a rom-com with a date. I've never oh, watched really? a rom-com okay. with a man. Oh, Interesting. No. Okay. Why would I do that? Yeah. That's a good question. Again, I, it goes back to what I was saying. I feel like sometimes people t- maybe go on these dates, see rom-coms, to try to hint to their partner. Set that the maybe, table. Yeah. Yeah. Set the standard a little higher. Like, oh, look at them talking about their feelings. Yeah, look at that. That maybe, man's crying. Exactly. Maybe we should stop beating our chest. Maybe you should cry. say something. Maybe take me to the batting cages. Even though <laughs> I'm a girl. We're not gender stereotyped. Hey, I've taken girls to the I'm sure cages. you have, and I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. James right. is currently wearing his New York Yankees hat, so you know he's all about that. It's my lucky podcast hat. Okay, so let's go. Let's start with Andre here. Uh, okay. We're looking at some some samples of. Uh, let's start with a, a rom com that you really liked. Give us give us one that like rings home. Something you really enjoyed seeing. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing uh, when Harry met Sally. Excellent. And why did you like that one so much? Um, well, let me think about this. Even though there was some kind of stereotypes of women talking to women only about men, things like that, mm-hmm. it was actually two people who have their own worlds. Yeah. And they keep interacting, and then eventually, they, nothing changed really about them. They still stayed their own individuals with their own quirks and their own imperfections, 
and they just realize that they loved each other. That's great. Seems like a good... Never saw it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good analysis of it. It's also perforated by really cute stories from old people talking about how they met. Yeah. I watched that on TV a while ago. That's a... That's a good example of that. What about um, something that you hated? What's, your, what's the rom-com that you've watched that you're like, this ruins it for everybody. I hate this. Um, I really hated Love Actually. What a perfect segue. <laughs> All right. Tell you me why s- you hated it because I have to say something about <laughs> okay. that. Um, men are constantly putting down women. Women are putting down women in that film. Talking about her fat thighs and calling her fat all the time. That was really messed up. Ooh, I've, never seen, I've never seen that one, so you're going to have to help, help us out. May I, may I enlighten you people? Yeah. Okay. Tell us. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me... Bad stereotypes from women we're hearing from. Let me women. admit something here. Yeah. This is me coming clean. You own this on VHS. <laughs> VHS? I have a bootleg copy of Love Actually. <laughs> a $1 bootleg copy from Ecuador. From Ecuador. Oh my god. You the have teasers, to tell us the, the teasers. Action. The teasers. Okay. It'll happen. It's, we're running. I have a copy of it. I watch it every Christmas with my loved one. Oh, that's it's like good. a little tradition we have. Because I kind of like it. It's, I, it's, I don't know. Something about it. Let me tell you my, let me tell you my Love Actually like story. Let me, no, I do like it. That's why it was a segue. Because oh, you hate it. I like it. Great. Right? Oh, oh that's this good. is horrible. Okay. Oh, yes. Let me tell you something. A long time ago when the movie came out, I was dating some girl. A very nice girl from Queens, New York. So we had a lot in common. Right? Uh-huh. And she says, I'm going to take you to see this movie. I go, yeah, you better not say what I think you're going to say. You know? It's Love Actually. You know? Oh, fuck. You know? I go there in the worst mood. I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm... You know, I come to that moment in the movie like, oh my god, I think, I think I'm enjoying this. You know, I'm getting Hi. into it. I'm engrossed in the world of Love Actually. All 13, 15, however many stories are going on at once, right? And I'm up to the part where the guy's flipping the signs because he's in love with his best friend's wife, right? The, so, the black guy that's in love with the wife, like one of the most disturbing stories. In yeah, the it's actually film. it's actually kind of creepy, right? It's he's disturbing. stalking her essentially. It's oh, so good. disturbing. But he's outside. I'm I'm really into the movie, Kyle. And Andre, I'm the, I'm in it. You're I'm in, in it I'm in the Love Action universe. There's no going back. No going back. Uh, the, the husband yells, "Hey, who is it down there?" Right? Because somebody knocked on the door, and she answered it. And it's, "Oh my God, it's the guy that's stalking me." You know? Hey, who is it down there, honey? Boop. He flips the card. It says, "Tell him it's Carol Singers." Right? And I was so wrapped up in this movie that I reached over to my girlfriend and went, "Who the fuck is Carol Singers?" <laughs> And everybody in the theater started laughing because I'm loud, you know? And she smacks her arms off of her and she goes, you stupid idiot, it's not a lady named Carol Singers. It's Christmas Carol Singers. Tell them that it's people singing Christmas carols. And I went, oh. That's awesome. Okay, I like this movie. Let's get back to it. That is Kyle, awesome. take it away. That's so funny. Yeah, so I, I can't comment. I haven't seen it. so I don't Oh, know. my it's God. Terrible. That's one of multiple good. creepy stories. There's a guy, okay, so the the fat girl that keeps telling she's mm-hmm. chubby, yeah. her boss is, like, sexually harassing her. What? And it's supposed to be okay because he's, uh... He's the he, prime minister. He's the prime minister. And he doesn't sexually harass her. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, just because, like, oh, it's just the worst. All right, Kyle, you, you deserve a okay, fine so, here. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. that's all right. So, well, I already mentioned one of the ones I that I liked was, was Silver Linings Playbook that I saw recently. And the reason that I did like that was kind of what you said before. Um, about the other when Harry met Sally, um, and that was I felt like they had lots of really good characters in it, and I felt like they built up the characters, and the focus of the movie was like on these people, and wasn't it wasn't cliched in that 
it was i mean there were some tropes like you mentioned about running after him at the end and like trying to explain something and there's the miscommunications and things but it was more about painting an interesting portrait of different real people and looking at like their problems that they were facing and how they coexisted so i really liked that but you know i like you saw rom-coms being dragged to them i don't know if that was the thing when we were you know <laughs> younger or whatever but this is in high school and i got dragged to somebody's house and was watching the notebook oh. when, it, when it first premiered <laughs> and that just left the worst taste in my mouth ever after we were finished with it because it would just glorified all the stuff we talked about that was just so cliched and terrible about filmmaking the story was i mean if you, if you look up the definition of dumb broad in the dictionary, <laughs> that Rachel McAdams in that movie pops up. No? Me. Holy cow. Oh, my God. But it's just way too cliched and just, oh, totally overboard oh, yeah. and just uh, out of the... It, I just couldn't deal with it. Um, and, you know, they get a bad name from that because I think that all the elements are there. I mean, when we look at film and stories in history, every I mean, almost every story, like these great plays and books we have written have love stories in them even rocky even rocky had a love story and a montage and it it won an academy award yes we'll talk about that yo adrian and uh so i don't know it just it feels like all the pieces are there people should be able to make these movies without just falling into these traps and i think recently we are kind of seeing a a little trend away from that um but yeah i don't know you just wish he was yelling at yo andrea what? No. <laughs> no. Okay, but wait, I want to end on a, on a solid point here that you'd mentioned and you'd thought about before, and that was that movies written by men and women, um, especially in this genre, are definitely really different. Yeah. And do you notice that the ones that you tend to think are better are written by one group of those individuals or the other, or do you think it's just talent in those fields that brings out? My favorite ones are definitely written by women. Okay. Um... And then with the men ones, there's this thing called, I might pronounce this wrong, but the Bechtel test? Bechtel. Bechtel, thank you. Bechtel test, in which you, you can tell a movie is written by a man for women, in which the two women, uh, when they talk to each other, they only talk about a man. <laughs> and, oh, there's three points, and I can't remember the other two. But... <laughs> I know. Good but test. I'm really, <laughs> really selling it right now. But ultimately, it's just... Uh, you can you can definitely tell when something is being like pandered to an audience as opposed to when it's being like actually crafted and thought about. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And, you know, I think that that's something that comes with talent in those fields, too. I feel like we could give a really talented screenwriter or um, artist, story writer, anyone the the tools to put something like this together and i feel like they could do a really good job so um but yeah i I totally think that there's probably some bias in there um especially when it comes down to the marketing aspect of writing films and selling them and everything like that so what's our bottom line here when we're looking at these when we're looking at these movies can they be good can they be made good Do, do we feel like they can be made acceptably good in our society where we have so many different ideas for what love can be and what these movies can represent and everything can we make a good romantic comedy without it just falling into the trap of gender stereotypes and 
pandering to individuals. Yeah, I feel like if you just write something that's realistic, that's just two people who fall in love, and no one has to change just one element, they just either accept each other for who they are, which ends up what, I don't know, I guess maybe it depends on what you actually think love is. I think it's possible. The problem is, we have good romantic movies, right? It's uh-huh. not, it's not, the challenge is not writing a good movie or making a good movie that's romantic and good. It's romantic and a comedy. And so when the comedic standards of an entire country, because face it, most of these come from Hollywood, right? Uh-huh. States, when the comedic standards are so lowbrow and stupid, you know, like those elements don't mix well because romance right. suddenly becomes goofy and stupid and yeah. slapstick and cliched and, and just shitty, right? Very true. And so if you have romance and highbrow comedy, subtle, nuanced comedy, mature comedy, great. If you have childish, Disney-level style slapstick and you know people stumbling all over each other like morons, well then it won't escape its, <laughs> its own stereotype, no? Yeah, true. You know what? I mean... So I'm thinking about when Harry met Sally, right? Mm-hmm. What are the funny aspects of it? It's when it's not the two characters interacting and being ridiculous together, right? Or doing something outrageous. It's each individual person talking about their life to, like, say, their friend, and it's funny. Yeah. In those comedies, or in that comedy in particular, the woman is allowed to be funny in her own way for her own personality, and so is the man. They have their own identities, ultimately. Perfect. Well, it looks like Harry Met Sally is the standard, huh? That's, a, that's, that's the Andrea standard for films that what? we're going to go with, for the rom-com films. I found If you give me Bechtel enough money, test. I might go see it. Okay, give us the uh, give us the rest of the Bechtel test. Okay, here. so it is, the test requires that the movie has at least two women characters mm-hmm. who talk to each other about something other than a man. Try to that's find, the whole test. Try to find, okay. try to find <laughs> movies that have that. And aspect. yet they all somehow fail a three-question test. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's, that's the, so that's the Bechtel test for all of our listeners to go out, find a movie that satisfies those requirements, and, uh, and you'll probably know where it's, its standards and, and quality lie. But that is all the time we have for today. I want to thank Andrea for being with us today and talking about movies and introducing us to a rom-com-loving gorilla relationship <laughs> that she had been part of. That's a fascinating story. It is, it is. All right, and uh, stay tuned for uh, more coming. We're going to have lots more guests, lots more fun things that we're going to talk about and uh, and rile James up with, um, especially now that we know that he likes Love Actually. So. I can't. We're going to talk some more about that Yeah. after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, That's definitely. ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us today, and uh, go watch some good movies and have a good time. See you later. Bye. And cut!